Good morning. Hope you guys are doing amazing. It's hot out there, isn't it? It's warm. And uh, hopefully uh, good things are happening in spite of all the heat. Um, lots going on in our world. Always a need to pray for our world and uh, our leaders and this country and uh, things that are going on. Some good, some not so good. The only uh, thing that we hold on to is the fact that Jesus is going to come back again. Come, Lord Jesus, come. Let's go. It's all good. It's good. It'll be all be great. Just come on. We're talking about walking by faith. And if we're walking by faith, like truly walking by faith, we talked about the difference between faithless and faithful last week. If we're truly walking by faith, then wanting Jesus to come, we have, we have confidence, not in ourselves, but in our attachment to Jesus. And if we're walking by faith the way we're supposed to be, faithfully, like in every decision, at every turn, holding on to him completely, that we're fine. We're going to be okay. We want him to come. It's those who are not walking by faith that do not want him to come yet. So, we want him to come. And um, it's summer, so we're walking by faith in the Son of God, in Jesus, the Son of God. So, all that heat reminds us of the sun, and all of the sun reminds us of Jesus, and we are walking in him. Well, we have talked about a few different things. Um, 2 Corinthians, Paul says we walk by faith and not by sight. James said faith without deeds is dead. These are what faith is made of. And then Galatians, last couple weeks, we talked about Paul said, this life I now live in the flesh, this body of bag of bones, this jar of clay that's going to go return back to dust. This life that I live in this flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God who loves me and gave his life for me. That's what we're doing. We're walking by faith and we're discovering what the Bible says about what that looks like. What that means. Colossians chapter 3 is what we're going to look at today. And Paul is going to say, faith, faith clothes itself in Jesus. That's what faith is. It puts on Jesus. It takes off me and it puts on Jesus. It totally clothes itself in Jesus. And so I want to just kind of really focus on our thought, walking by faith. And, and uh, walking by faith implies two things today. It implies two things, very basic, very simple. On one hand, it implies walking, walking, just simply walking. You know, there was a time when you did not walk. Maybe you have an infant. Maybe you have a grandchild that's an infant and they're crawling away around. They're scooting around. Or maybe they're still so small, they're just laying there. They haven't even rolled over yet. You know, and they're just so cuddly and so 
so awesome and so perfect. And if any anyone who would want to like 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 kill one of these babies in a womb is 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 ungodly, is is psycho, is a murderer. And uh, that's just a little side note there, by the way. Uh, but but once you were a baby, okay, you were a baby, and you could not walk. We could not walk, right? We couldn't move, we couldn't run, we couldn't jump. And, and then you began to crawl and then you began to toddler, uh, whatever that is, kind of wobble around. And then you actually began to walk. And, you know, for most of us, for a little while longer, we, we, we still are walking or jogging, probably not running so much anymore, but uh, we're, we're at least walking. And, and that means we can go places. It means we can move further. When you're an infant, you go nowhere. You're just laying in a bed surrounded by pillows and you're going nowhere. But once you begin to walk, you can go places. And when, when we say walk by faith or walking by faith, we're talking about moving. We're talking about going somewhere. The Greek word, the Greek word is parapeteo, parapeteo. Say that with me. Para pateo. Okay? And it means physical walking. It means to walk. Right, we're going to look at that here in a second. It means to move, but it also means to live, like to live or walk on the earth. People are walking on the earth. People are living on the earth. Kind of the same thing. It's the same thing. To walk by faith means to live by faith. So when we say walking by faith, what we're saying is living by faith. And walking is moving in life. It is moving. It's not standing still. It is moving. And for a, a follower of Jesus, we walk according to the truth of God. We walk. We, we walk as best that we can in the dust of the master. I love that phrase. Think about that phrase. Like if you think about the old, uh, the New Testament scene, you know, dirt roads, sandals, garments, clothes, just hanging down to the ground. And as a group of people walked, they kicked up dust. Well, at the lead of that walking is the master and everyone behind the master is following them. And the closer you get to the master, the more dust you're gonna have on you, but also, it's like the horses, you know, the horse races, these guys, now they got like, you know, for the Kentucky Dipper, they got like six sets of goggles on and throughout the race, they're like, they're taking them off or they're sliding them down onto their neck, they probably can't throw them, uh, but they're sliding them down, they got a new fresh pair and they slide it down, they got a new, that, that's when you walk in the dust of the master, you are getting dust all over you. But, but the more dust you get on you, the closer you are to Jesus, the more you hear. And as followers of Christ, we are walking, moving, hopefully, in the dust of our master. At least that is what we should want to do, to be as close to Jesus as we possibly can. We are walking in a newness of life. We're walking so, so very close to him that we are wearing the dust that he kicks up. All of Jesus is just covering us. We don't walk 
after the things of the flesh. We are not walking after the things of this world. We are not walking after money. We are not walking after careers or jobs. We have found something greater, a treasure that is far better, and we have traded all of that in for the one treasure that leads to eternal life. And because of it, we are wise beyond our years. We have, we have given ourselves to the one who can give eternal life life in heaven. We don't walk after the things of this flesh. We don't walk after the manner of men, the vanity of the mind, or the craftiness of people, or the deceitfulness of the corrupt. But we walk in the things of Jesus, and we live in his truth. We live in the ways of Jesus. Parapateo, Parapateo, living, walking, breathing, serving, moving. It's what this word means, just like Jesus, walking by faith. In Matthew chapter 4, Jesus is walking by the Sea of Galilee. He is moving along near the Sea of Galilee. If you think about a map, you think about maybe pictures you've seen, Jesus is walking along the Sea of Galilee. He is in motion. He's not sitting by the sea. He's not sleeping by the sea. His feet are moving and Jesus is on the move. He, he's being Jesus and he is doing like Jesus kind of things. He's walking from town to town, from group to group, from people to people, from person to person. He is moving about. In Matthew 14, it was the fourth watch of the night, and Jesus comes walking on the water to the disciples in a boat in the middle of the storm. He didn't come, like, gliding in. He didn't drop out of a helicopter. He didn't take a little tugboat. He came walking on the water, parapeteo, walking. Acts 14, Peter said to the man, silver and gold, I do not have, but what I have I give to you in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, walk, walk. And the man leaped to his feet and he began to walk, walk, move. See, to walk in its very basic form is to move around. It's to be in motion. And in its general spiritual form, it means to live like Jesus, to walk like Jesus, to move like Jesus, to do Jesus things. Well, Paul describes this walk in Colossians chapter 3. Colossians 3 is a passage we're going to look at. If you've got your Bibles, you might want to turn there. And Paul is going to say, since you are new in Jesus, since you have come to Jesus and you are new in Christ, then these are some things you need to think about. Look what he says. Since then, you have been buried with him and now you have been raised with Christ. You are now alive. You're a new creation in Jesus. He says, now since you're now in this new place with God, set your heart on things above where Christ is seated at the right hand of God. Set your mind on things above, not on earthly things. While these are, these, these, this verse fits so well in the verses we read in Corinthians and in James. There's such unity in the scriptures about what it means to walk by faith. For you, he says, for you, 
died. We've talked about this a lot in this series. You have been crucified with Christ. You died and your life is now hidden with Christ in God. It's not you anymore. It's now God and Christ living in you. And when Christ, who is your life, appears, then you also will appear with him in glory. Hear what he says? Walking by faith means as you move, you set your heart and your mind on things above. You think about things above, you let things above guide your thinking and your decisions and whatever is going on in your little life. God is now in charge. He gets to decide what's going to happen. So our mind is set on Christ and so is our heart. So our feelings don't matter anymore. It doesn't matter what you feel. It doesn't matter what you are being like pulled to do, what is maybe tempting you or your, your tendency. None of that matters. Your heart is on him and his things. Your mind is on him and his things. How you feel or how you want to identify does not matter. You have crucified yourself. You've died to yourself. It's no longer you who live. Now you're going to live to honor God and what he says. Or you're not. You get to choose. You get to choose. What a powerful passage this is. Look what Paul goes on to say in verse 5. Since, since you were raised with Christ, he says, now set your heart and mind on things above. And now he says, here you go, step two. Put to death, therefore, whatever belongs to your earthly nature. Do you see it? Put it to death. You crucified yourself. So when these things want to rise up, your flesh, your feelings, your temptations, your desire for stuff, when they creep back up off the altar, you put them back down. You put them to death over and over again, and you keep them there. Whatever belongs to your earthly, fleshly nature. Sexual immorality, impurity, lust, evil desires, greed, which is idolatry. You used to walk, or because of these, because of these, the wrath of God is coming. You used to walk in these ways. Remember that? Before you came to Christ, you used to walk in these ways. In the life that you once lived, I know this I did, but not anymore. I came to Christ. I was in darkness. I came to Jesus because of a lot of circumstances and his spirit pulling me. And I came to the cross and I was crucified with Jesus. And now I'm living my life in the light. I'm living my life according to Christ. That is my testimony. Every one of us have our own story in Jesus. At camp this week or in a couple weeks with the high, our high school kids, we're going to help them develop their own story with God. That once they were living selfishly, and at one point, hopefully, some of them have, have accepted Christ and they, they now, they, they've seen the cross and they understand what it means and now they're living in the light. Others haven't gotten there yet. They're still on that journey. But every one of us have a story and our story is for us to tell the world of what Jesus has done in our life. I hope you have your story in order before Jesus when you came to Jesus and what your life is like now with Jesus. That's your testimony. That's your story. Go and share it with people. Go and share it with the world. 
He said, you used to walk in these, world, these ways in the life you once lived, but now you must also rid yourself of all such things as these, anger and rage and malice and slander and filthy language from your lips. Did you guys get that one? Filthy language from your lips. That's, that's a big one for people. For some reason, as Christians, we think that it's okay. It's okay to just let things fly. It's okay to tell stories and jokes and stuff that, that we should not let utter out of our mouth. Not if we're, not if we're going to represent God well. You know, we've we, we got to clean this stuff up. These are things that we have to clean up as we live every day. We're, we're getting rid of these things. We're putting them to death. We're getting rid of them. Do not lie to each other since you have taken off your old self with its practices. Don't lie no more. And have put on a new self which is being renewed in knowledge and in the image of its creator. See that? Paul says, there's some things in our lives that need to go. And we know what those things are. We know what doesn't honor God. And if it doesn't honor God, it needs to go. Next section, about part of this passage in Colossians, Paul says, therefore, therefore, look, we set our heart and our mind on Christ. Some things need to go. And then he's going to say, now we need to replace those evil things with good things. Like that's, that's, how, that's how life works, right? As human beings, if you've got a bad habit, you do, you do something you shouldn't do, you know, and you know you shouldn't be doing it. If you just try to stop doing that thing, you're probably just going to replace it with another bad habit unless you intentionally replace it with a good habit. And that's how things work. We have to replace bad habits with good habits. And that's what Paul's going to kind of lean toward right here. He says, therefore, as God's chosen people, holy and dearly loved by God, right? Clothe yourself. See that? Clothe yourself. God, God will help you with this, but he's not going to do it. You have to clothe yourself with compassion, with kindness, humility, gentleness, patience. Bear with each other. Forgive one another. If any of you has a grievance against someone, forgive as the Lord forgave you. And over all these virtues, put on love, which binds them all together in perfect unity. There are some things that we need to put on as we walk in in faith, as we're walking in faith. Let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts. Since as members of one body, you were called to peace and be thankful. Let the message of Christ dwell in you richly as you teach and admonish one another with all wisdom through psalms and hymns and songs from the Spirit, singing to God with gratitude in your hearts. Whatever you do, whether in word or in deed, do it all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. Wow. Walking by faith means that I'm taking off my old self, and it's a day-by-day -day process. I identify things in my life that need to go, and I begin to get them out. And I replace them with things of God, the things of Christ. I try to be more like Jesus. The only way this is going to happen is if you are in the word, that you know the word of God. You are letting the good things into your heart and your mind, and you're keeping the negative things out. And you let those words of life begin to replace the words of death in you as you get rid of those things. And you put on Christ. 
It's a beautiful thing to walk with Jesus, isn't it? What an awesome thing. He's, Paul is talking about being clothed in Jesus and being clothed with Jesus on the inside and on the outside. We take off the flesh and we be dressed with the things of God. Which leads right into the second big truth. The second big truth. Walking by faith, first of all, it implies Walking. It implies walking, right? It implies movement and motion, activity, doing, walking, following Jesus, being like Jesus, acting like Jesus, treating the world and people around us in situations like Jesus. But secondly, secondly, number two, walking by faith implies the second big truth is faith. Walking by faith. Not walking by the world, not walking by sight, not walking by how I feel, not walking by what the world says is okay and not okay, but walking by faith. Either you are walking by faith, this faith that we're going to talk about, or you are walking by something else. But every one of us is walking by something. We are living according to some set of rules, some set of guidelines, some set of teachings, some set of feelings. Something is leading our life. Maybe it's a rock and roll band. Maybe it's money. Maybe it's our, our thirst to, to, to be popular, to be famous, or to have the most posts on our TikTok. We're living for something. Paul says, you want to follow Jesus? The scripture says, you want to please God, then you walk by faith. This very faith, faith, right? So we got to ask ourselves, like, what is faith? What is faith? Like, really, like, what is faith? We know we're supposed to not walk by the flesh, but walk by faith. We know that faith without deeds is dead. But, but what is faith? Like, what is it? We know from Hebrews that, 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 that faith is being sure of what we hope for and it's being certain of what we don't see. So we know faith has to do with things that are out there that haven't yet happened or, or a power or a creator that we don't, get, we don't see right now, but we, we just see the effects of him. And we're certain of him and we, 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 are, uh, we are assured of him and, and, and what he says is going to happen in the future. That is faith, that is hope, certainty. We know that it's impossible to please God without faith. We know that we must walk by faith, not by sight. We know that without uh, deeds that our faith is dead. So deeds are involved in what faith must look like. Faith is, faith is. The Greek word for faith is, is the word pistis. Pistis, say that word. Pistis. And it indicates a belief or a conviction and trust. To have faith, conviction, or trust, or belief. A strong belief in, in something or someone. Faith is not just intellectual an intellectual stance, but a belief that then leads to action. That your belief system and what you think up in your head now is is supported by the evidence of your lifestyle, your actions, your obedience. This is faith. This is biblical faith. Faith comes from 
God, trust and hope in the Lord Jesus. That's what faith is surrounded by and encompassed by and is completely surrounded in. Jesus and God and the things of him. But what is this faith? Like, what does this faith consist of? What makes up this, the faith? What makes it up? What is it that I am trusting or putting my hope in or trying to live by? What, what is it? Well, it's a few things. Two things and then we're done. Number one, number one, faith, faith is a body of truth teachings that come from God. So the very plain view of what faith is, the, the more physical or, or human view for us as people that God has given to us, because we are in this flesh, God has given us this body of truth teachings that we can read about who he is. It's amazing that God has done this for us. See, the truth of God is about the scriptures. It's about the law and the prophets. It's about their writings and their teachings and the things that were passed down. It's about the apostles and their teaching and the New Testament and the scriptures. It's about the things that God has given us that we can hold on to and that we can read. It's the holy scriptures of God. That we can know what faith is because faith is explained right here. It's the truth teachings that we read about in the scripture. Black and white, it's on paper. Right here, that God recorded for you and me to read and to understand and to know. It's the sacred writings that God has given to mankind. This is one part of what our faith is. It is um, the sacred writings, the Holy Scriptures. When we think of faith, when we think about faith, when it comes to biblical faith, it isn't blind faith. We don't just hope that this is all true. That, that is not what our faith is based on. It is not unfounded hope. And it is not just wishful thinking. Our faith in what is to come in the future has a foundation of teachings, historical events, real people, real places, at a real time in history. And these things are recorded for us, not just in the scripture, but in Jewish history and in just secular history back in the time. We, nobody doubts that Jesus lived. Nobody doubts that these things happened. These places are real places, real cities, real, real towns, real events. Most people don't deny those things because they can be supported by things outside of the scripture that they really did happen. There are writings and artifacts and digs that have dug up things that prove these things are true and accurate. And so our faith is based on evidence, on good historical evidence. And it's filled with the holy truths from above, from God working through mankind all through time. A truth, a, a, a body of truth, a truth teachings that was delivered to the saints, delivered to us by God as the Holy Spirit moved people along to write exactly what God wanted us to know, right? And these scriptures, 
that we have in our hands, that we can read these physical scriptures uh, that have been translated into English for you and me, that we can read what God says and what God thinks and how God wants us to live, what he expects. It's a roadmap. These scriptures are a roadmap. They're a lamp. They're a light to our path. And they're useful for teaching and correcting and training in righteousness so that we can become the people that God created us to be. See, the psalmist, the psalmist clarifies faith in this way as a body of truth teachings that come from God. Here's what the psalmist said. Blessed is the one who does not walk in step with the wicked or stand in the way of sinners that sit, or sit in the company of mockers, but whose delight is in the law of the Lord. The blessed is the one who doesn't walk with the wicked, but delights in the law of the Lord, who meditates on God's law day and night. That person, that person that is walking by this kind of faith is like a tree planted by streams of water, which yields its fruit in season, whose leaf does not wither. Whatever they do prospers. Not so with the wicked. Not so with those who do not walk by faith. They are like chaff. The wind blows away. Therefore, the wicked will not stand in the judgment. They will be condemned forever. Nor sinners in the assembly of the righteous. For the Lord watches over the ways of the righteous, those who are walking truly by faith. But the way of the wicked leads to destruction. So when we... When we think about what is our faith, the first thing we realize is that it's, it's the word of God. It's, it's this body of teachings that we have received through the Holy Spirit and through Jesus, through the apostles, through the prophets, all through history that God has given. It's the word of God that God has given to us through thousands of years, many different authors. And now we get to read the heart and the mind of God. That's what faith is. Secondly, faith is, it's the body of teachings, but number two, faith is the very person of Jesus and everything about Jesus. That's what it is. That's what our faith is. When we say walking by faith, we're talking about moving and living and breathing and doing everything that we do according to this body of truth about God, from God, through God, his spirit given to us. And it's all about the person of Jesus. It's written for us, but he's also a person. He's, he's a human being that came, became a human being. Our faith does come from biblical and historical written truth, but even more so, our faith comes off the parchment. It comes off of the word, off the, the, the paper. And it is squarely placed. Our faith is squarely placed on the person of Jesus, the word of God that became flesh and blood and dwelt among us for a while. He is our faith. He is our faith. Our faith is not about plaques, it's not about wooden crosses and t-shirts and tables and Christian artifacts. We don't need those things. We don't need those idol type images. We don't need them. 
We should never rely on them. We should never lean on them as a crutch, ever. We have Jesus. Our faith is about the person of Jesus. We have the living God living in us. We are his temple. We are his sanctuary. We are his dwelling place. He lives in here. There is nothing physical that we need. Nothing. And true worshipers worship the Father in spirit and in truth. Right? Our heart and our mind set on things above. Our heart and our mind is set on Jesus. We need not furnishings. We don't need images. And we don't need idols. Jesus alone, he is the word that became flesh. He is the author and the perfecter of this body of truth, this faith that we are striving to walk in, this walking by faith. He is the author and he's the perfecter of that faith that we're striving to walk in. He is God. He is the maker of heaven and earth. He is the one to whom all things all of creation is held together because of him. He is the way, he is the truth, and he is the life. See, faith, faith is trust. Faith is trust in Jesus. It's trust in something or someone when you don't see it all or when you don't understand it all. It's faith and trust in something that you don't need all the answers for. If you need all the answers for, if you have it all down, if you can understand everything about it, then it's not faith. It's sight. You are living by what you already know. You're living by sight. Faith is living by things that you do not see, but you believe. You believe anyway. Do you remember Indiana Jones? He's going through all the maze. He's trying to get to the Holy Grail. He's got a, now he's got the canyon. He's on the, he's a kid, pops out of a cave and there's another wall on the other side. And it's a bottomless pit and he's got to get from here to there, but he can't jump. And so the book, he opens the book and it says, you must take a step of faith. And so you can't, he can't see anything, but he has to just, he has to just step out into nothingness. He has to just step out into that great unknown. And when he does, all of a sudden, the, the, the little bridge appears, and, and, and by faith, he stepped. And as soon as he stepped, the bridge caught him. That's how it works. That's how God catches us. He urges us to walk by faith, and when we do, he catches us. See, faith is when you walk into a room and you just sit out on a chair. You don't inspect that chair. You don't like check the legs to make sure it's good. You've sat in a thousand chairs before and there's no reason why this one isn't going to hold you up. You get on an airplane, you don't go kick the tires and check the engines and, and quiz the pilots. You just get on the plane. You sit down and you just trust. We live by faith all the time. So we know what this is. We don't have to understand it all. We don't have to know it all. We just believe. It's stepping forward. Faith is stepping forward into the great unknown. Faith is active trust in God. It is not passive trust in God. It is not just praying to God. It is actively trusting, moving, living in God. That's what faith is. Active, walking, 
by the truths of God and the person of Jesus Christ. That is what makes up our faith. And without this faith, we will never, ever please God. If, if all you do is live according to what you understand, then all you're doing is living by sight. You are not living by faith. Faith causes you to take risks. Faith causes you to take a step into the great unknown that the only way it's going to happen or the only way you're going to get saved through this thing is if God catches you. If you aren't taking those kind of giant risks, you're probably not living or walking by faith. You're walking by what you already know. That's not walking by faith. And so maybe God wants you to go somewhere. Maybe God wants you to go to somebody. Maybe God wants you to do something that you have never done. But by doing it, you are going to just have to throw yourself into his hands. You're going to have to take that step off a cliff. And you're going to have to just trust that God is going to catch you. If you do that, you are living. You are walking. And you are breathing by faith. By faith. Colossians 3 says, Faith clothes itself in Jesus. See, faith looks like Jesus. Faith does what Jesus would do. Faith responds just like Jesus. And when you have put on Jesus, if you've truly put on Jesus, then you are truly walking by faith. God bless you guys. Have an amazing week, and I will see you next time. Peace out.